Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends, welcome back. It's my favorite. It's a feature Friday bonus episode. And I just keep thinking, I love to bring women around all of you and around myself selfishly that are better and smarter than I am. (laughs) And today's guest, I feel like I am just a little tiny baby in the world of business and entrepreneurship and time management. And so I'm like, yes, here comes my girlfriend, Kaylee, who is the expert in all things. And Kaylee, right before you say hello, and right before I introduce you to everybody, I have a little story. So it was a couple years ago, and Kaylee and I were both working a retreat. It was a women's retreat, and she was helping with a lot of behind the scenes as well as facilitation, and I was one of the guest speakers there. And we had a chef who was preparing these meals for all these women. She's already laughing. And um, it was okay on Friday night. It was okay. It was all right on Saturday. I mean, I'm not throwing anybody on the bus, not naming any names. But on Saturday late afternoon or evening, the chef quit, literally said, I'm not coming back the next morning. And there was going to be, or maybe it was Friday night. It might have been the very first night. I I, don't have to correct me. It doesn't matter. And we have no chef for like 15 women who are expecting a huge brunch. This girl that I'm going to introduce to you. So she has many hats that she wears. The spread that they had the next morning you would have thought that some executive chef from some fancy bougie place, and it was all from like the local grocery store. And in that moment, when I saw the problem solving, as well as the adorableness and the success that this girl brings to the table, I was like, someday when I have a podcast, Kaylee Hobbs is going to be on my podcast. (laughs) Okay, Kaylee, I I didn't know I was going to have a podcast, but that moment you won me over among many other moments. Okay. First of all, that was the first and last time I think I've ever made breakfast casserole because (laughs) I think the bread was a little raw, but you're right. There was some effort. And so I really did try my best, but that, oh my gosh, one of my favorite memories with you. Yeah, it was, it was a little chaotic. There was a little moment of crisis and, but Hey, that's what life's all about. That's about, pivoting. That's about just getting in there and, you know, being like a swan, right? Amen. Well, that really truly is my life most days. I am an entrepreneur and had not realized that I have an entrepreneurial spirit until I left college and I went to work for a small business. So I was the chief operating officer for a multi-million dollar e-commerce brand that by, you know, small business standards was considered a small business and really fell in love with the world of online retail specifically. And so now I work for myself. I have a e-commerce agency and that is gosh, two years old and a online boutique as well called Poppy and Pink. And we were just featured in Southern Living last year, which was a huge 
accomplishment. Um, we are just so excited and it's been about a year and a half since we launched. And so it's been really fun to see, um, you know, something like that feels probably just like every day for a larger business, but as a small business owner, you know, that is really just fun and exciting. And I, I just love the world of entrepreneurship. I saw a meme that said every time you buy or you purchase or you shop with a small business owner, they do a little happy dance. That is very true, actually. Like I get notifications on my phone. And so I know the gals by name who order from us pretty frequently. I know when I look at your name and I'm like, oh, you haven't ordered from us before. And I can see where you live and what city, what state. And that is just, it is so fun to me. So please know that is absolutely true. It is not just a meme. There are actual real life people dancing over here whenever orders come through. They are. They're dancing. And right before we hit record too, we found that there was some fun little functions on here where with when we do thumbs up, like fireworks went off and everything. Do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, the fireworks go off. We do there we go. Hers, mine don't work, but hey, that's another topic for another day. And on the show, we love to support and promote and be balcony cheerleaders for other people's business. So of course, I am going to put all these things in the show notes, all of Kaylee's all of Kaylee's adventures and businesses. And you were even kind enough to say, we're going to get a little discount code. So tell us about Poppy and Pink because yes. everyone that's listening is going to get a little discount code to yes. shop with you so you can do a happy dance. Um, yeah. So Poppy and Pink, we are an online clothing and accessory store. And we primarily serve women. And I personally just love clothing. I think whenever I wear something I love and feel really good in, whether it's a really great material or it has just the right fit, I feel like I show it more confidently. And, you know, whatever's on my to-do list, whether it's easy or hard or it's lunch with a friend, I, I love to put something on that I just feel good in. And I feel like it really changes how I show up. And it I feel like I level up to, you know, who I know I can be and who I'm created for. Um, and so that really is my heart in having a clothing store. Um, it's, I love the women we get to serve. And my hope is that whatever they choose, you know, we have a variety of different styles. And I hope that, you know, every woman who visits our store online can find something that she loves and feels beautiful in. There's a lot of color. Um, just because I personally love color and I feel like it's just fun to wear in the morning um, when you get dressed. And so um, that's Poppy and Pink. We've been around for about a year and a half and we, gosh, started, we've been bootstrapping ever since. So <laughs> it's, you know, cash in the door, cash out, very like, if we want to talk entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial spirit did not have a whole lot of funding. So it's, been a huge learning curve of how do you, you know, meet challenges and uh, make the most of what you have. You know, there's so much to that too. We'll have to have a whole another episode on just the risk taking, the bravery, the courage that it takes to put yourself out there. It is not easy. There are some people that are helpful with instruction or guidance, but at the end of the day, you just got to go for it and see what happens. And so many times what you thought was going to be the scary part or the whole, you know, it really wasn't. And then there was other areas that you're like, wow, look at what I'm made of. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I didn't realize was going to be so hard is that as an entrepreneur, especially early on, you're doing a lot of things that you're not necessarily great at. And you don't have a team that is sitting around you, you know, necessarily ready to jump in who is good at those things. And so right now, um, I just hired a few gals and that has been a huge breath of fresh air because I personally don't love copywriting. And I just hired a gal who's like whipping up a caption for something in like five minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels like such a breath of fresh air. But, you know, early on, you just have to do it. Right. And so you have to do a lot of things that you don't necessarily feel great at. And um, that I think brings a lot of feelings along with it, right? Like a lot of feelings of self-doubt and fear and just a lot of emotions with that. And being an entrepreneur, it really takes a lot of, you know, I'm going to be willing to do it anyway, even if it doesn't feel like my strength and that's okay. And so there's a mix of leaning into your strengths and, you know, being willing to do the hard thing just because it has to get done. You know, I just did an episode, it was episode 28 and it was on delegation and we were talking about maximizing your time. We're talking about giving the gift of giving an opportunity to somebody else who's really good at it. Yep. But the deal is you're right. We can't delegate unless we know what we're supposed to delegate and we can't know what we're supposed to delegate until we actually do it the first time ourselves or the second time or the 10th time. Because if we don't do it, we don't know whose role it should be. We don't know how long it should take. We don't know, right? So at some point, in order to delegate, first you have to do. Yeah. So I, as the chief operating officer for the brand that I worked with for about five years, I sat in just about every seat possible before I landed in the chief operating officer role. And so I found that um, I really love problem solving, which means that you end up being put in a position where you do a lot of problems for the business. And so I sat in the marketing seat. I sat in the customer service seat, e-commerce management, finance, operation, like pretty much every area of the business I saw. And so what I found with working with clients on the agency side is that I know a little bit about a lot of things, which means I can do, you know, and advise on pretty much area, like every area of their business, which for someone who is a go-getter, I find myself taking on just about everything, which means you end up burning yourself out and you become less effective over time. And so that has been a huge learning curve for me as I look at, okay, what are all the things that I do want to offer to our clients, but who is it that should be doing them? Because it's not um, the best use of the client's time and resources for me to be the person to do all of those things. So for example, um, I just hired a few gals and there are some similarities between things that I offer my clients and things that Poppy and Pink really needs help with that I am not the best at. And so I've been able to really maximize what I'm able to offer my clients by bringing on those gals. And so it really, when you talk about creating opportunities for people, I'm just bringing opportunities from this business and this business and this business bringing them together and saying, great, I actually do have, you know, quite a bit of work to offer you. And you're actually really good at this thing. I'm not as great. And, you know, what I found is from a time management standpoint, I end up putting off the things that I don't actually feel confident or great at. And so I'm able to serve my clients so much better. Things are moving forward much faster with Poppy and Pink because of that. And so 
delegating is definitely something that I feel like, okay, great. I feel like I've mastered that, but it's a whole nother level when I have, you know, X number of resources that are a lot smaller from a multi-million dollar business to, you know, my smaller business that's just getting started and say, how do I really maximize this much smaller group of resources to make the most of my time? Yeah. And it's a work in progress, don't you think? And it's it's a shifting of what your role is. It's a shifting. It's allowing, goodness, it's releasing some control too, which is really hard. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you're just a woman, it's hard to release that control. Sometimes it's control because we feel guilty. Like I should do it all, right? I shouldn't ask for help. I, you know, I shouldn't show weakness or it's, I don't know, there's like this badge of honor if I wear myself out, the candle at both ends, right? Like that should be part of the story. Um, so there's a, so much, there's a lot of mental, emotional parts, don't you think, wrapped into delegation? And at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, from what you're saying and I'm seeing, we've got to let some of that go if we're going to grow. Yes, absolutely. And so the best way that I've been able to combat that is by setting numerical goals and targets. So a lot of people, when they struggle with control, I think it stems from, you know, especially from like content or graphics or, you know, they want something to look a certain way. And um, by having a numerical goal and core value goals, really, you know, these are the way that we show up. This is how we do it. This is the way we serve our clients and our customers. You know, I don't really mind how you get there, you know, within boundaries, right? As long as we're meeting our core value goals and we are showing up as the women and um, business owners that we want to be. You could, you know, post something with a different color and maybe it's not, maybe it's not how I would have done it as long as it was effective and you were able to problem solve and get to the end result. I'm okay with that because I think, especially with delegating, we want someone to do something in the same exact way that we've done them and they may not have the same experience as you do, or they may have a different way of thinking or a different just different ideas. And that's not necessarily wrong. And so that's been um, how I've tried to approach delegating. And so it's definitely a learning experience. But if you have very clear targets, goals wise, and core value wise, I think it really helps you to say, okay, actually, like they did end up doing what you wanted them to do. And so um, that's personally what I found to be successful. And so stay tuned. Um, but that has been like very relieving, I think for me from a control standpoint, because I'm not looking at something and saying, oh, they didn't do it exactly the way I wanted. And don't you think too, that sometimes imperfection can actually lead to something really positive. Like I can think of a couple of times when I've delegated something and it didn't go right. They like the message got sent out incorrectly or it got sent out twice or it got, I don't even know. Like I could use some specific examples, but, but what was great was I was able to follow back up with clients and just say, whoops, like that wasn't supposed to go out twice. Gotta love technology. And in turn, I actually got more response from something that wasn't perfect. And it was still a learning experience for, you know, whoever I delegated to. And we weren't going to make that mistake twice. 
But I think to hold on so tightly to that perfectionism as an entrepreneur can really be detrimental. Don't you think, Kaylee? Yes, absolutely. And it really sets a precedent for the person that you delegated to that that is how, you know, they need to show up is like to make sure they get it right for for Kaylee or for, you know, whoever they're working for. And so I think it's really important to give someone the freedom to take a goal, a target, and think of how they're going to get there. Because otherwise, you're going to do it the same way you've always done it. And you're just going to have a robot working for you. And I don't really want robots. I want creative thinkers. And I want people who are going to innovate. I want someone you know, to hand someone a problem and for them to have had the experience, you know, okay, great. I actually know um, a couple different ways we can solve this because as, you know, as I look at my time, my goals, like I'm creating businesses so that I don't have to work all the time, right? Like I'm investing in e-commerce brands and I have teams that do shipping and fulfillment and, you know, this and that so that I can eventually have time with my family. And so if I, And right now, when I have a little bit more time available, I'm, you know, single, I don't have kids, I could work 24 hours a day if I want, you know, not really. Um, Eventually, you would burn out and have to fall asleep. But in theory, I have a lot of time on my hands. And so if I wanted to solve the problem for everyone and do all the work for them, I technically could try that, you know, I don't have a whole lot of limits on my time. But it wouldn't set myself up in the future for much success, because people are going to be relying on me to give them the answer. And so I would much rather give someone the resources to help them find the solutions themselves. All right. I want to go down that path just a little bit. I love, and by the way, if you are watching on YouTube, I know most everybody listens, but I take notes because the school's never out for the pro. So I'm over here taking notes if you see me doing that. And I love that you said you're creating businesses so you don't have to work all the time. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the time management that you, the the tips and the tricks that you are developing, you have developed over your course as you called yourself a serial entrepreneur. I love that. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, both of my parents, myself. I forced my husband into entrepreneurship early on in our dating and then marriage because like if I wanted to go get chips and salsa on a Friday at two o'clock. I needed a partner who could go do that with me. I'm like, you're going to have to have your own business and developing kids who want to be entrepreneurs. So I, I love that thought that what I'm doing now is giving me future time freedom. So tell us some of your tips. I know this is a sweet spot of yours. I know you're strategic. I know you're smart. Tell us what has worked for you. What is working for you when it comes to your time management now and for the future? Yes. Great question. So from a system standpoint, I really love platforms that help you to automate the things that you're setting up now, you know, and doing repetitively. So for example, we use a project management system called Asana. And like I said earlier, I just onboarded two new gals and I put together, you know, basically it's like a checklist system and you can duplicate processes. You can, you know, have a project management system so everyone can have access to things. And so I have, um, I call it an SOP. It's a standard operating procedure, which is a very corporate term for um, our very cute, fun business. Um, But it has all of the things that I need to give someone access to, like our Instagram account and 
Canva and email system and all these things and, you know, the email I need to send them and their discount code for working with that, like just all of these things that it really took me, you know, doing them to figure out what the process actually is. And so now all I have to do when I hire my next team member is I just have to duplicate that task and I don't have to think about it anymore. Or I'm, you know, may have another team member who's managing hiring at that point and, I don't have to spend very much time on a call explaining to her all of the things that need to happen or where they live. And so my goal is, you know, as I'm doing something, like if I know that it's going to be a repetitive task, I note it down in Asana or I, you know, just make note of it somewhere or come back to it and assign it for a later to think about if I don't have time in the moment. And so I really love resources like that. And so um, all of my clients live in Asana too. And so if I am creating a Shopify store for a client, I'm able to duplicate all of the things that we've done for another client. So they know that they are getting um, a process that has been thought through and streamlined and they're not just, you know, oh, we forgot to do that. And so I try to think through everything that way and then be able to duplicate it. Um, I also use, I mean, simple resources that a lot of people use, but Google Calendar, just making sure everything's connected. Like everything lives on there. Um, my email is very streamlined. And so I use like archive features. So I don't have unread or read, but they don't need to reply emails in my inbox. And so I think visual, like uh, digital clutter is a huge thing. Like if you go into your em email inbox at 9am on a Monday morning, and it looks like a very full inbox, how are you supposed to be able to make decisions? Right. And so I feel like having a clear space, having a very clear digital space too is very important to be able to, you know, even think through what you need to get done that day and prioritize. Oh man, you hit a couple hot buttons here. First of all, digital clutter. I have not heard anyone say the term like that. And when you talked about a Monday morning and opening that up and seeing that, I literally felt stressed. It made me feel stressed out. <laughs> Just imagining what that is. And that's so true. No wonder we feel overwhelmed when we see that. And it feels like we've got so much energy that has to go towards, towards all these things where in reality, we don't have to address them all that day, but it looks like it. We did an episode on home clutter, but I never thought the term digital clutter, you know, when you open up somebody's phone and they have like those thousands of, I can't take it. Can you take it? I cannot. No, I can't take it. I and like speaking of clutter, I think one of the things that keeps us from moving forward is having like all of these thoughts or ideas. And so like I either have to get everything out on paper or like everything written out on my computer or something. Like I feel like I'm one of those people that I just have to have everything out of my brain before I can even move forward. And so, you know, things like digital clutter, like cleaning your inbox, like those are things that are actually very helpful in allowing me the brain space to be able to move forward on something. And so it really is very important. And those are things that I, I don't think we often think about as like reasons why we're holding back on something or not being able to accomplish something. And so, um, yeah. No, I think that's really good. I had actually had a friend who she was looking at another friend's phone and she said, 
will you literally give me the gift of marking all of these as red? Like I just, you're obviously not going to go back and look at the, all of them. And it would just give me like the best good feelings if I could just clear it all out for you. Um, yeah. And also I will, I always have in the show notes too, there is a link, Kaylee, I do something called a brain drain. I, people call it a brain dump, but that doesn't sound classy enough, right? I don't like the way that sounds. So I call it a brain drain and it's something to, to just get it out on paper. You can do it digitally or you can do it on an actual piece of paper. On Sundays, it gives you strategy for the week to get it out and then to assign it different times and places throughout the week so that you don't have to hit it all Monday morning. Okay. The other thing I loved is you talked about repetition. So anything that you do more than once needs to have a standard operating procedure. It needs to go into a tool like Asana. It needs to have a place where you're not going to have to think about it again and again and again. Is that right? Yes. So I even do this personally where my like monthly finance tasks have something that I can duplicate and, you know, pay credit card bills, pay rent, um, like all of those things go in there. And I, it's on my to-do list to set up a quarterly one too for home items because things like changing your filters and like just things that you can take care of yourself well, so you don't have to rethink about them again. And so because I am in Asana for work all the time, it works for me. And so if you're not using something like Asana, like it probably may not work for you to have this other system. It has to be where you are doing your day and your life. And so I found like, you know, if I use a paper planner and I put all those things personally in there, it didn't work for me because I was already in Asana for work, right? All the time. And so it's helpful for me to have all of those things together. And so the processes that I use with my clients, I also use in my personal life, which um, has been incredibly life-giving for me and great accountability. So really find out where you like to live the most with your processes. If it's in paper, then you're going to live in paper for that personally and professionally. If it's digitally, live digitally so that you're not going back and forth and getting confused and and then you're you're cluttered again. <laughs> okay. I love that. And you know, I think oftentimes we forget to transfer what we're doing in our business or professionally. We forget to transfer that or vice versa. You know, we might have great systems at home for meal planning and this and that, but we don't take it into our business at the same time. So this is a really healthy reminder that they can cross. Yes, I love that. And I love earlier how you were talking about the brain drain. I have a friend, Mimi Striplin, who's the founder of the Tiny Tassel in Charleston. And it's a lovely boutique. She makes incredible earrings. So if you're into small business, you can go follow her. But she gave me a really helpful tip when I'm doing my brain drain, as you coined it, um, to do an amplify and release list. And so as you're going through your list, you can kind of highlight things that are amplify, which means it's great that it's on your to-do list. You are the only person that can do them and it amplifies what you're doing by you spending time on that task. The release is, I'm sure you can kind of guess at this point, but you can release it to somebody else to do because it doesn't really need to be on your plate. So 
that's something that, especially in this season, as I'm learning to delegate and reevaluating where I'm spending my time, that is incredibly fruitful is, you know, I do my brain drain, everything that's on my mind. And then I go through a second time and I look at, okay, what is it for somebody else to do? And what is an amplify item for me to do? I love those words and those terms. They feel really empowering. And I love, I, I mean, I love both of them. But what a cool way to look at what only I can do as amplifying. It it takes a different, it just takes a different perspective than saying I have to do it or this is, no, I want my business to grow. You want your business to grow. We've got goals that we're working for. And when we do this, that moves this business forward. That allows growth for others. And so those terms, that's new for me. I wrote those down. I love that, Kaylee. Amplify and release. Yes. Okay. I mean, right so, now, like tactically, I'll give you a good example if someone here likes examples. So for Poppy and Pink, really right now, like I'm the only person who can set the vision and the strategy for where the business is going. So we're in a season where I'm setting core values and mission statements and three-year objectives and setting the priorities for where we're spending our time. It's also on my list to post to Instagram and emails and do all those things. That's something that I can release and give someone else the opportunity to learn and test and like take full ownership of that. And so that's something that, you know, earlier when you're talking about control, I'm like, wait, actually, yes, it makes sense for me to release that because this spending my, you know, two hours that I have available is going to actually amplify where we're going as a business. And so I just think it's really fun. Like, I feel like when you know what is the highest and best use of your time, not that one thing is better and, you know, more value than the other necessarily, but I think it really helps put things into perspective when you're trying to release something or let can, you know, give up control of something, as you mentioned earlier. All right. There's some ahas going on over here. And I don't know if you can tell by my face, but I'm thinking through, I think sometimes if we literally did write out all of the things that we do, we would see we're doing the job of, I don't know, 10 people. And no wonder, no wonder we're getting run down or feeling sick or feeling overwhelmed or wonder, wondering if we can do it or all the things, because I'm sitting here and I thought, I have a gal on my team. I have a very shoestring budget over here on the TikTok podcast. And she did the intro and outro, the video part for me. And she said she wants to, she's going to take on repurposing some of our video for like YouTube shorts and things like that. And I was immediately, Kaylee, ready to jump in and say, okay, well then I can do this part. And then when you send it to me and she's like, girl, no, I'm going to do it all. And I was like, wait, you're going to actually post it? She's like, yeah, I'm going to put, I thought, wait, amplify and release. (laughs) I'm going to release it. And it feels, feels really good. It does. It really does. By the way, the intro was amazing. Thanks. It was so so cool. I will say the music on the intro, talk about delegation. I hired a guy on Fiverr. Okay. That's really interesting. I recently had a very successful Upwork experience. So yeah, I was hesitant at first and it does take take some trial and error sometimes, but I really do like those platforms. 
yeah, this guy, the composer, I said, this is what I want. This is the vibe that I want. I sent him like three samples of music. I play the violin. So I wanted a little, I was like, if you can have some violin, it'd be cool. It is about, there's like time. So if you could have a few like ticks, like a clock, but not cheesy, but I want it to be powerful and uplifting and happy. I'm not even kidding. Three hours later, and I'm a musician. So I was going to be like, I'm this 35 bucks is good. Three hours later, Kaylee, I was standing in my kitchen. I had my AirPods in. My husband and kids were around. And Josh looked over at me. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I mean, yep. this guy nailed it. Yep. And then and then Liz took it and put my words to it and the video. And yeah, talk about amplify and release. Right, it's friend? pretty magical when those things work out, magical. right? You're like, oh my gosh, while I was at the grocery store, this happened, you know, like they actually like took this off my plate. And so I felt that way. I did, we're getting into our own clothing production for Poppy and Pink and starting our own clothing line. I just really wanted to have more control over the quality and the design of the materials and really hear from our customers about what they want and being able to provide that for them. And Gosh, I spent six months going back and forth with suppliers and I do not have a background in clothing production. And so I will be very transparent about that. It is something in an industry that I am learning and I really just like couldn't figure it out. We were going back and forth with a manufacturer and trying to get the sewing patterns just right really was a struggle. And so I finally was like, you know what, I can go back and forth, ship a bunch of samples back and forth and it's going to cost a lot of money and time. And I finally found somebody on Upwork who does sewing patterns and she's excellent to work with. She knows the industry. She's in Colorado. She's fantastic. And like within two weeks, we have like five styles ready to go. And so that has been a huge learning lesson for me. I think of it's actually more cost effective. Like if you're sitting here listening, like, oh, I don't have the money. Sometimes it's more cost effective to pay somebody outright who's really good at it to give you exactly what you need rather than the time of like six months going back and forth, trying to learn it yourself. And so as somebody who really loves to learn, that is one of my top five strengths. I love the experience of learning something new. And so I'm not often afraid of that, but if I want to be effective, sometimes it takes paying somebody who's already good at that, whatever you're trying to figure out. Uh, and so I love Upwork and Fiverr. I know sometimes it can take a little bit of back and forth um, to find the right person on there, but it's been amazing for me. Well, we can't wait to see what is in store for you, for Poppy and Pink. We're all going to wear lots of color and it's going to, one of the things I love to say, because obviously I love skincare and makeup and all that, that we take the external to change the and effect and support the internal. And then in my opinion, then we reach the eternal, right? So it's all hand in hand. I love and that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And we can't wait to see. And we're all going to support you. And we're all going to look so cute, just like you are. So I got to I gotta hop off, Kaylee, so I can go shopping. Um, but I do have one last question. I always, I have a gift for all my guests. And it's not a real gift. I wish it were. But it is the gift of I want to know if I gave you a bonus hour. So you don't have to account for it on anything else. You can do whatever you want with that bonus hour. Kaylee, what would you do with your extra hour? Oh, gosh. Um, I think that I would go and sit 
in the like waiting rooms at a spa. <laughs> you know how they have like the waiting rooms with the tea? Yes, the serenity like, rooms and the you don't even need the yeah. spa, just the waiting like, room. I don't even need the massage. Like I just really would love to take my book and go sit in a robe with a cup of tea. Like I'm like, I'll pay the $10 whatever day of fee just to have access to your waiting room. <laughs> I really do like, I feel like it just quiets your mind. You're not on your phone, just an hour just to sit and get comfortable. That would be a huge gift. So, well, in this busy season, I hope that you make a call to the spa and that you book yourself an hour. You don't even need a treatment just to sit there and refuel. I love that. I hope all of these gals listening do that too, because that is just. I'm all here for what cheap thrills is what they call them. I'm like, <laughs> let me just have access to your waiting room. And that it's would be enough. The, it's the little <laughs> things. I I did that. I had a conference in a place called Nemecolon in Pennsylvania in December. And that's what I did. I just sat. I, I, I even ordered lunch while I was in there. So I had lunch, big, big furry blankets. The fireplace was going and just sat there. I didn't even get a treatment. <laughs> I love that so much. It doesn't take much, does it? Well, in the midst of everything, too, we are excited to watch another business evolve for you. And you're taking all the things that you've learned and you've experienced. And not only are you putting into them into practice for yourself, but in sharing today, you're also supporting and creating who knows what other businesses to come and opportunities and experiences. So just know that you're a part of something even bigger than what you have going on. And it's big what you have going on too, Kaylee. So thank you for giving us your time. We're excited to follow your journey and to grow with you. Thank you so much. It was a joy to chat with you. It really feels like I'm having coffee with a friend right now. So thank you so much. Only thing better is if it were in the waiting room of the spa. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.